The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a ton going on. I'm so happy that you chose to listen to or watch The Joe Pags Show. We do have a lot to get to, including campus reform. Every Thursday, we bring a young reporter on, a correspondent on. From Campus Reform today, it's going to be a young man from um, from Florida State University, uh, the Seminoles, and, and just great stories. And and you see young reporters willing to do the job. It actually it buoys me. It makes me feel like we actually have a chance to bring journalism back. So make sure you stick around for that. We're going to start though with a, a couple of stories about Biden. Allegedly, his approval rating is soaring. And uh, one would wonder, well, why? I mean, nothing good is really happening. But we'll talk about that. We've got that for you as well as much, much more. And don't miss campus reform at the bottom. That's for sure on a Thursday. Feeling all right. Yes, indeed. You know what I think I'll do tomorrow, Kara? I think I'll have Dr. Hmm. Jesse Lopez live in studio. We may not oh. live, but we'll have him in studio. Go to my in my newish studio here. We've had for a while now. Yeah. I don't think I've had anybody in studio before like that. I think we'll do that tomorrow. There's a lot going on with COVID and therapeutics and everything else. New studies coming out about the the adverse reactions from the shots. So we'll do that. That is Carrie Lockie, by the way, Chocolate Voice. Not quite 100. percent She says, but sounds good. But we'll get it done. Sam in the house. Let's go. Grand Funk Railroad. Mel. Like, no, it's not Love Mel. me some Mel. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't pick Mel out of a lineup. I couldn't, no. <laughs> Why not give Mel some love? I mean, seriously. Mel gets love, but He's Mel is the quiet old. one. Well, so? Mark's out there, Don's out there. Mel is the bass player, doesn't say much. Carrie, I have known this band, <laughs> the members of the band, since 1992. Uh-huh. 30 how many, years. How many words has Mel said to you? Mel has said, hey. That's it. It's all I've ever gotten from Mel. <laughs> a man I kid you not. Words. Yes. And by the way, t- Tim Cashin, who is the uh, the keyboard player in the current iteration of Grand Funk Railroad, along with Don, along with Mel. Mark is not with him. Uh, I think Max is the lead singer now. And they've also got Bruce uh, on guitar, who used to play with Kiss. He's amazing. Um, but oh, uh, Bruce yeah, no, I don't. Th- yes. Really? Yeah, exactly oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Bruce Kulick. He's very been cool. with uh, Grand Funk Railroad for a while. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mel, I mean, literally, Mel probably knows my face because we've known it 30 years. 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Long but, time. Yeah. Never anything else. <laughs> oh, maybe he doesn't He's like the quiet him. Maybe one. Mel just doesn't like him some Joe. It could be. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm not against that being true. That could be true. Could but be. Um, you know, Don is big. Don's like six three, six four. He's got he's got all this hair. Um, uh, you know, Mark was always very dominant with his A type personality, and and Mel was like, yeah, let's go play the gig. You know what I mean? it's, <laughs> and that's great. Well, you need that. You love. literally need that. Yes. But uh, after we hey, had this Mel. conversation last time, mm-hmm. uh, Tim hit me up on Facebook. He said I was, I was listening. I think he's in one of the Carolinas. I was listening, and it was great. That was super cool. So I mean, you got to give props to Tim too, because uh, keep in mind their their biggest hit they ever love had. Tim, yeah. <laughs> I do. Are you serious? I am serious. Yes. Grand Funk Railroad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. We should have them in the, the big, studio, too. Yeah. I've asked you this before, but you've had COVID since. So you might have forgotten. <laughs> what is their biggest hit ever? Oh, I, I, we're an American band. 
Yes, we're an American band. Yeah. And that's actually the right title. People just call it American Band. It's actually We're an American Band. Oh, wow. um, that's their biggest hit ever. And on that one, it wasn't just the trio. They had the Hammond B3 or B7. It was B3, I think is what it is. Um, they had the hmm. keyboard in there as well. And, uh, and you know, and Tim wasn't with them back then. I mean, he's not old enough. But um, because that was like in the early 70s or something. But uh, in the iteration now, they just they just rock. I mean, they they rock hard. If you can go see Grand Funk I Railroad. I like to, yeah. And they're not paying me to say this. Go and see them because they are amazing. Um, and I mean, I, I, I don't want to really age them, but you'd have to figure if they were hitting it big, hitting it big in 72, 73, that's 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. But Think th- about they're that. still rocking. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Mel and Don you, have to be at least early 70s. Uh-huh. Should have a great big party in that big backyard you've got. Hire these guys. We all come over. And have like a little mini concert. Mm-hmm. So why is it the why am I the money guy? Why am I? Hello, why because your you make, you, your, you're the one making the big buck. It is the Joe Pag show. You could do it. I would be careful because I think I think it's quarterly bonus time after this month. I think. And that's why I sent you that email that I sent you. I sent you an email. <laughs> that was actually a very nice. Less email. than two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so you. Carrie, I tell pe- I tell people two sentences, <laughs> and a guy wrote me, and he th- he thinks that he's good. He wrote two gigantic long run-on sentences <laughs> that really are like two or three paragraphs, but it made me but laugh because he's like, "Okay, I'm going to get it it's read." Two sentences. Yeah. yeah. No, I would I would love to have Grand Funk if, if they're around. Be cool. Because yeah. The last time they were in San Antonio must have been six seven years ago, and I went and I said hello to them and hung out with them. And remember the story that I told you that Don earplugs and I didn't know it, and <laughs> I'm talking to them the whole time. I'm like, Don you. hates me. What the hell did I do? <laughs> Known this guy forever. I love that story. So uh, yeah, story. good stuff. I, and again, yes, I have asked them if I could play my saxophone with them oh, and Joe, um Joe, and, and the answer was no yeah mel mark and don and tim but no joe no joe <laughs> mel mark and don <laughs> and tim uh some That's doofus right. over in my chat room said gfr ain't playing for you bud I, I i not only know the band but i've introduced okay. them several times at at their shows what are you talking about i have seen them play i know the guys i've eaten dinner with don and his wife so shut up uh, but but I love you. Thanks for stopping by the chat room. All right, so you won't read the story because it's from a source that uh, that you don't want to use, and I, and I get that. That's fine, but uh, I'll just paraphrase it. Okay. Uh, support for Joe Biden allegedly has gone from thirty six percent in July, um, actually from a low of thirty six percent to July's number that just came out of forty five percent. Allegedly, the approval rating for President Joe Biden has gone from thirty six percent. To 45%. And I can't see why that would be. Allegedly, from this report, um, this this is some sort of a big boost for Democrats right before the midterm election, where it appeared as though the Republicans were going to dominate. Uh, it looks a whole lot better for Democrats, according to this very biased story, and it's from the AP. Um, for me, none of this makes any sense. They're saying because of a string of legislative successes, no, nobody cares about all the money that you're spending. Nobody is approving of you're spending all this money. Um, 53% of U.S. adults disapprove of him, so it's still under 50%. But, and the economy is a, is a big weakness. But again, the poll suggests Biden and his fellow Democrats are gaining momentum. This is just some bogus story to try to make people think that Joe Biden's doing better than he is. This is so stupid. This is typical of what they do. And as I've always said, do not take the polls um, as somehow the last word. Because a couple of things, and, and Carrie, you can verify this for me, a couple of things that we never, ever find out in stupid stories like this is what questions were asked. 
True, yeah. What specifically? Like if they said, do you think Joe Biden is a good dog owner? Like, yeah, 53% yes, he is. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I don't know what they're approving of because there is nothing he's done in the recent months that would somehow generate a better approval rating. Now, will those who were supporters of his and those who voted for him in 2020 be more energized? Sure. Why? Because he came out and attacked all the MAGA Republicans. That's going to energize his base, without a doubt. It's not going to make them approve of him more. That doesn't make any sense. The job he's doing is horrible. So if you look at the economy, it's in the tank. You've got inflation at 8.3 or 8.5, ticked up a little bit last month when they thought it was going to go down. The stock market is taking a dive. He's pushing out manufacturing. He's attacking anybody who didn't vote for him. This guy has done nothing right. The border is a sieve. It's porous and it's open. I can't think of one thing he's done right. He's trying to forgive college loans that most people, even in his own party, don't want him to do. So the allegation that somehow his approval rating is higher is one that is very suspect. Now, Carrie, on the, on the heels of that, you've got an actual Democrat who's talking about his, his economic moves mm-hmm. and the economy under Biden and doesn't look so good. What do you have? Yeah, from the Blaze economic guru, Steve Ratner, who served in the Obama administration, predicted Wednesday the inflation crisis will likely end with a hard landing. And the economic geek speak refers to a sudden period of economic downturn that often results in a recession. The metaphor drawn from aviation nomenclature inherently discounts a total economic crash. The Bureau of Labor Statistics revealed Tuesday that inflation grew 0.1% from July at 8.3% year over year. Even worse, core inflation, which excludes food and energy costs, grew 0.6% from July. And the numbers prove that inflation is not slowing down, despite some indications previously suggesting that it was. The acceleration comes despite President Joe Biden signing into law the Inflation Reduction Act, whose alleged inflationary benefits the White House has been unable to explain. Speaking on MSNBC's Morning Joe, Ratner warned the trajectory of the inflation crisis is more economic pain for Americans. What yesterday's numbers did was increase the probability of what we're calling a hard landing, that there's going to have to be a recession to get inflation down anywhere near the Fed's 2% target, Ratner said. The Federal Reserve targets an inflation rate of 2% because it is most consistent with the Federal Reserve's mandate for maximum employment and price stability. It's a Democrat economist and just saying what the numbers really are. See, this is the interesting thing. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, you can't change math. Now, can you ask different questions that will engender a different result? Yes, you know, you can say, well, the president's approval rating is blah, blah, blah. And then you look at the questions like, are you a Democrat or Republican? Republican. Okay, we're going to ignore you. Now that you're a Democrat, what's the approval rating? We don't know what the sample size was. We don't know how many people were polled or what their persuasion was. If they're all undecided voters or if they're all R or D. But when it comes to actual financial numbers, economic numbers, we know what a, an historic and catastrophic failure this administration has been. So very simply, if you're a Democrat or Republican, I mean, if you had to pick an approval rating out of the air, what would it be? My approval rating for, for Joe Biden would be near zero. But there are Democrats who listen to my show, those who are moderate Democrats, like our humor or parodies or our, our banter, or even like some of my stances on stuff. Where are you on Joe Biden? Did you vote for him? Is he doing what you thought he would do? Are you happy with how the agenda is working out? Because these two stories are at odds with each other. How does a Democrat economist say, boy, the economy stinks, it's just going to get worse? Well, allegedly, 
Americans think that his poll ratings went up by 10%. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. It's the Joe Pag Show, 888-941-7247, 888-941-PAG. Stop by the website, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Do me a favor. I want to see some numbers change tonight. Go and follow on Twitter, follow on Instagram, follow on Getter, follow on Truth. I want to see some numbers change tonight. I know that we can do that because big tech hates when I gain more followers. And by the way, Getter is growing so fast. We're at 195,000 as of today. So we'll get up to 200,000 soon. If you're on Getter, G-E-T-T-R.com. If you're on that app, uh, go and follow me there. We do we upload tons of content every day on all of these outlets, and and it bothers Twitter every time I gain a, a follower on Twitter. It bothers Meta and and Mark Zuckerberg when I gain a follower over on Instagram. So go and do that stuff. I'd appreciate you doing that. Eight 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 nine four one Pags JoePags.com. Campus reform at the bottom of the hour. Let me tell you in the meantime about Stamps.com. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season, which, believe it or not, is right around the corner. If you haven't started preparing for the chaos of the holiday mailing and shipping season, you're already falling behind. You can do something about it. Stamps.com has everything you need, okay, everything to make your life a whole lot easier. It's a 24-7 post office that you can access from anywhere, no lines, no traffic, no hassle. Uh, Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. More than 20 years now, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. Get your access right now to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer, and you get to save a bunch of money. It's going to have major discounts on USPS and UPS rates up to 86% off. Why not go and do this right now? Go to Stamps.com, get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Stamps.com, use promo code PAGS, P-A-G-S, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, Free postage, a free digital scale. Don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my name, Pags, P-A-G-S. Stamps.com. Make that happen right now. All right, there is a lot going on. I want want to get to this story. Uh, uh, President Trump sat down with Hugh Hewitt. Hugh Hewitt is, uh, I don't know Hugh Hewitt, but he's a good talk show host. He's been around for a long time. And we'll have Trump on again soon. I haven't really requested it recently, but we'll have him on again soon. But he made news because of something he said. Now, he made news because the people on the left in this country need to make him seem like a guy who is inciting violence or inciting an insurrection. An insurrection. He's uh, inciting uh, some sort of rioting or something. And what he says on Hewitt, I guess they ignored I, I don't know how long the interview was. I'm sure it was long. They're usually long when you get a chance to talk to this man. But on there, he said something that the left is latching on to, and it's in every publication you can find, and it's going to be on every network. They might even lead with this to show how violent the, the right is in this country. Mega, Repu- Mega Republicans are violent. They hate the democracy. They hate uh, our republic. You're probably going to hear that garbage. Well, Carrie, you've got the story. What specifically mm-hmm. did he say, if you don't mind? From Yahoo News, former President Donald Trump said Thursday the nation would face problems, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen if he's indicted over his handling of classified documents after leaving office. An apparent suggestion that such a move by the Justice Department could spark violence from Trump supporters. 
The former president said an indictment would not stop him from running for the White House again and repeatedly said Americans would not stand for his prosecution. If a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running, Trump said in an interview with conservative talk radio host Hugh Hewitt. I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. Hewitt asked Trump what he meant by problems. I think they'd have big problems, big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes, Trump said. It's not the first time Republicans have hinted at potential civil unrest if the DOJ indicts Trump. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham made headlines last month when he said there would be riots in the street if there was a prosecution of Donald Trump from his handling classified information. Graham's comments were slammed as irresponsible and shameful. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, without naming the South Carolina senator, said these comments from extreme Republicans were dangerous. He would appear to see Trump's comments as a nod toward potential unrest, asking the former president how he would respond when the legacy media accuses him of inciting violence. That's not inciting. I'm just saying what my opinion is, Trump said. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. On Capitol Hill, senior FBI and DHS officials briefed members of the Senate Judiciary and Homeland Security Committees Thursday on the uptick in threats against federal law enforcement in the aftermath of the Mar-a-Lago search. Senators said the briefers did not specifically pinpoint a politician or political party when it comes to the threats, but they said the trend was clear. Um, can you continue where it said, because I think it talks about Macy Hirono with her uh, take up arms if you're for abortion. Can you talk about how that's a threat or no? Uh, no, I can't. Well, not, not in the story. Oh, so the story, which uh, it was was put out there by Yahoo News, but it originated on Politico. This story literally is saying if there is violence, listen, this is just piggybacking on what, what Biden did. Biden said MAGA Republicans, no good. MAGA Republicans are a threat to our democracy. MAGA Republicans are a threat to our republic. MAGA Republicans are violent and angry. And then to his dismay, nothing violent happened. I think he was trying to trigger somebody. It didn't work. And then Maisie Hirono came out yesterday. I played the audio and the video. And she said something about the right, a bunch of hypocrites, Republicans are a bunch of hypocrites. And if they continue to restrict women's rights, and this is a paraphrase in context, then they should take up arms. Literally saying take up arms because people disagree with you is inciting violence. Saying if they tried to prosecute me, this would be really bad. It would be really bad. People would not stand for it. He didn't say, go grab your gun, go shoot somebody. He didn't say, go riot at the Capitol. He didn't say any of that. What he said was, the American people wouldn't stand for it. And there would be outrage. Now, me saying there would be outrage and angry people and perhaps an uprising, which could be verbal or or otherwise, is my opinion of what the outcome would be if they dared try to prosecute a former president who had classified information that he had declassified before he left office. That would cause a lot of trouble. But it's always very, very loud and emphasized to me how the left media like Politico did not make reference to Maisie Hirono talking about taking up arms, which means having guns and ready to shoot somebody if they don't do what you want. But they certainly did glom onto this thing by by former President Trump. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, Campus Reform when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.